0: Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to Geek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacey, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda, and maybe my littlest one on her way. Uh, (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) What's going on?
1: I've actually been playing something this week I gotta say and,
0: and PlayStation um, PlayStation oh their their uh, Xbox game pass equivalent is free right now so
1: of course yeah. copyers. well you know, they
0: know it works so anyway so you've been playing what have you been playing
1: I have been playing two-point hospital it is a children's game <laughs> and I I can't help it. It's super cute. And you are like a hospital manager and you take control of either brand new that you have to build from scratch or failing hospitals with like specific problems. And then you complete challenges in order to like, Bring them into the revenue green, like get their cure rate up, and then make them three-star, hopefully, hospitals. And some are really hard. Some I've only been able to, like, one-star a hospital or two-star a hospital because the challenge is really like, quite hard, even for a game. But, like, <laughs> it's really cheeky. It's a very cheeky game. Yes. There's, like, a PA announcer, and she's, like, really sarcastic and British. She's like, we're sorry for the litter that you dropped on our floors. Oh, really? <laughs> She says the, like things like that all the time, like just to let you know like what might be going wrong. So like maybe you need to hire more janitors or something like that. But the game has like a passive aggressive way of telling you. She's like, "Fire alert! There's a fire in the hospital. That's the alert."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just really funny
0: and enjoyable. So you've enjoyed your your time playing it.
1: Yeah, I think I've completed maybe seven of the hospitals maybe a little less maybe six but I've, I've been playing quite a bit of it but i have to say like it is quite of a time sink like to do one hospital is gonna take you an entire evening like nice till late
0: but it's fun one. gameplay's fun enjoyable you'd say this
1: yeah 100 percent. It? and it's free on game pass so check it
0: right. out okay well I, i'm finding more and more that that um the traditional genres and whatever is not as much of a selling point to me anymore. As do I enjoy playing this game, whatever it is. If it's mobile, if it's uh, a triple A release, if whatever it is, do I enjoy that and whatever that entails? However you describe that. So um, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago I was playing a, a D and like. <laughs> it's not even D D. It's not even made by Wizards of the Coast. It's I found you know later it's, it's I think it's even explained as D and D like that way you know what it's supposed to be like, but it's definitely not D and D and it's a mobile game and it's like a uh, an adventure old school adventure uh, text adventure game where you read the text and then select what you want to do and then you get to read what you end up you know the resulting action from that and it was a lot of fun and like I said that's not a typical. It's Not even a new genre by any stretch, but it's it was something that I really enjoyed doing and uh, or a game I enjoyed playing, so that
1: DD is yeah, great, man.
0: Absolutely. So, well, I've uh, yeah, this is we're still in the uh, Dis- disco elysium phase. Uh, I am now in the second act of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, in a way, I'm kind of glad. There's no way I could have rushed through this game if I wanted to. I mean, it would have taken me to – like as a, in a completionist run, it would have taken me days to finish it. Um, it I mean, literal days because it's it'll be probably 60-plus hours uh, or close to it when I'm finished playing it. And the thing that I've found is even though the, the, the uh, action is – and the, the action part of the game is a little bit repetitive – Um, there's enough, uh, because you, you do ultimately, like in the second act, you start seeing new enemies. So you've been fighting these enemies, you know, big shield guys with unblockable attacks, spear guys, guys with one sword, guys with a really long sword, guys with two swords, you know, uh, you've, you've been, we've all got swords. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're stabbing you with the pointy bits. That's what matters. So. But um, you, you've, you, in the second act, you uh, do encounter new enemies and new fighting styles and guys that are lighting their swords on fire. None of these are euphemisms, by the way. So he's lighting his sword on fire. He's trying to hit you. Uh, it's unblockable if his sword is on fire. And so you have to find... Uh,
1: I'm sorry, what? How is that realistic? How does fire make a sword unblockable? Well, it Get makes it, it to where
0: you take damage no matter what. So even if you do parry it, you still take damage. But there is a way... There is. It's, it's just such a complex... It can be as complex as you want it to. You can actually go through the game, I believe, using the same... There are four stances. You can use the same stance probably throughout the entire game against every enemy and make the game as challenging as you want to on yourself because the different stances uh, are stronger against different enemy types. So you might have to change between stances uh, depending on who it is that you're fighting. Well, uh, I think you can make it as easy as you want, or you can. it can be a really complex and diverse experience depending on how you want to play the game. I mentioned before too, and and uh, and we can move on here shortly after this, uh, but because uh, I mean it, it's a great game. It's a it's a must play. Like I said, it's it's as it's as good of a game that's been released or will be released this year, I think. Uh, but and I think it's multi platform. I think you could play it on Xbox. I'm pretty. Hell sure. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, so ultimately. It's as complex of a of a gaming experience as you want uh, to invest in. Uh, traditionally, with Samurai, uh, the the idea behind the old honor system that you you're not a sneaky player, like you're not a it's it's you're not meant to be a stealthy uh, combatant. Okay, and that's that's reiterated to you throughout the game. You're not supposed to sneak around and, and assassinate people. You're supposed
1: Which is weird because Ghost of Tsushima sounds like a great name for a ninja game.
0: Well, the coolest part about this is that you you can basically dress your your samurai up as a ninja. <laughs> Ultimately, I mean, he doesn't have a hood or anything. hello, hello, what? He doesn't have a hood, but he does. I have a you can through various means get uh, you can earn the gift, and the gift is this. It's just like a thief's mask. And it's a black mask that goes over your character. And so, pretty much, that's all I've worn uh, on my head is this black mask so you can't see me. Uh, and and to, so, because I play like a ninja, like I do a lot of stabby, stabby from the roof where I jump off and, you know, and assassinate people. I do my best to do as much of it stealthily as possible. Um, cause it, it is possible to get overwhelmed pretty easy from enemies from all sides and there is no lock on mechanism. So you can't like lock on to a, um, a, a character and, and then that be your focus. Uh, and the, and the developers actually said there's a reason for that. They didn't want you to, they didn't, they wanted you to have more of a fluid experience in the action portion of it so that. When you go to attack, you will attack who's nearest you and who you're facing. So if you if you about face real quick when you hit the attack button, you're going to attack whoever is in that direction, and then you can switch between all the different enemy types really quickly. So it makes for a much more fluid experience, but it does it is kind of a little bit uh, it it can get hairy <laughs> if you're surrounded by people and you're not really on point. You know, and, and trying to, to uh, because the you know there there will be people that will come up from behind you and and uh, and swat you and if you're not paying attention and not kind of rotating the camera around, but it's a very intuitive system. It it, it may sound like it's not, but it is very intuitive uh, and, and extremely enjoyable. Uh, one of my one of my favorite games that I've played in a long time. It it has not gotten old. The, and and that's that's difficult to say like i look forward to doing all the side missions uncovering the entire map everything is fun you know everything is it has been enjoyable so far there's not a there's not a side mission or a, a collectible that hasn't been woven into the gameplay so well in my opinion that you want to find you want to find all the fox shrines and you want to find all the haiku uh pads where you write your poems and you get, it increases uh, or I think you get um, headbands from most of those, so it's more of a vanity thing <laughs> to to do the haikus. But um, it's really cool how the the HUD disappears as you ride across the screen, and so it just looks like a movie. Or how you uh, you know you'll see these yellow birds and they'll they'll they sing this song and as soon as they do you start looking for them because if you find that bird it'll it'll fly to a point of interest for you and it's again it's it's woven into the gameplay so well that you might be in the middle of a mission and I've done this many times where some npc is talking to me but I'll see one of those yellow birds and I'm like man if I don't go follow that bird right now I'm not going to find that I'm not going to be back here probably and so I'll like take off follow that bird while the NPC's talking, collect whatever it is, uh, that, that it, uh, that it's trying to show me and then go back and, and pick up the story after that. So anyway, I'm hoping that I'll at the very least be into, uh, the third act. I've barely scratched the surface in the second act because I was able to go back and do a lot of the side quests from the first act, uh, which sometimes that that's not available to you. You know, it, once you move to the next portion of the game, it, sometimes it walls off any of the stuff that you didn't do previously, but because it's this more of an open world experience, I can go back and do all of that stuff. And so I've, I've had fun going back and, and uh, collecting a lot of the things that I couldn't before. Um, So anyway, it's been extremely enjoyable and, and time consuming in the best way possible. The best way a game uh, can achieve that. Like I've enjoyed all of it. So,
1: I mean, all I got from that is ooh shiny, and then you're off. Oh my gosh! Bird.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, every time, every single time, ooh shiny.
1: Yeah, and it's
0: different. <laughs> you know, it's it's not. They're not always showing you the same thing. So sometimes it's disappointing. It's like um, a, a cache of of resources, which is nice, but sometimes it's a, a hot spring, and the hot springs increase your maximum health, or I've gotten uh, some gear, like uh, one time I uh, one of the birds took me to get this hat, and so the Ronin samurai wear these straw hats and in the game, and uh, I've got, <laughs> again, this is such an RPG thing, I think, where you're really concerned with how your character looks, right? You want your character look is cool oh
1: i feel you listen my my gerald the witcher looked flies. that's what
0: i'm talking yeah because the armor you get in the witcher at first is trash you know it looks trash it's all baggy it's not cool well uh in in this game i i uh, one of those birds took me in a a, far off onto a beach and there's just like this hat sitting there and it's a it's a black it was an all black no 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 it was a red uh, straw hat with the circle on it in the front and it, it really matched my Ronin outfit that I was wearing that I'm wearing now um, and I could change my sword scabbard color and everything to match it as well so
1: oh, everything my days. Was so you're like this hardened warrior and you're like ooh, I look fabulous oh I looked
0: fancy <laughs> there's no doubt yeah red hat black kimono white sword and uh, black mask oh yeah
1: White sword, oh my goodness, you're really trying to tarnish that bad boy. Oh, I
0: know, I know. Well, and, and I, I had a I had a uh, dark blue and black, uh, and it looked like dragon scales on the scabbard, and it looked really cool, too. I mean, you literally cannot see it, see the, the intricacy, the details of it, unless you're in the selection screen. That's like the only time you can really see it. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like in WoW, it's like I can't see all my gear on wow it's like you're a little bitty i'm an inch tall on the screen but every time i lo- log in and, and load i can see every bit of my armor it's like yeah that makes it all worth it for that brief second i can't
1: believe that. let's just talk for a minute how far back you play wow like why are you an inch tall on the screen <laughs> i'm zoomed way oh, in
0: well because uh i'm a healer and i need to see everybody
1: They have health bars, like, come on, if they're out of range, that's on them. That's true,
0: that's true, and I have Healbot, so I really just have to click on the little health bar on the left, and I don't even have to know where you are, so.
1: Exactly, I don't know why you're playing so zoomed out, man, I was, like, up my character's bum the whole time, man, that's why I play, that's why I like it.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I think that seamlessly brings us to the news.
1: (laughs) don't know about seamlessly.
0: (laughs) Well, I've got a couple pieces. I think uh, one positive, one neutral.
1: Uh, I have mm, oh, mine are both negative. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, let's start with <laughs> yours then.
0: Let's let's do uh, bad news first.
1: All right. Well, uh, Microsoft has come out the gate swinging at Apple because their Project X Cloud has been the beta on the. Um, App Store has timed out, and Apple has not approved it for release. So essentially, they're gatekeeping the ability for iOS players to do the Microsoft game streaming. Mm. And they said, like, literally no reason other than they're just gatekeeping it, which seems to me anti-competitive. And there's so much crap on the App Store, I cannot see why they wouldn't allow the console the big consoles of our generation to be on their store because it just doesn't make any sense
0: control control
1: well i think that isn't very amusing and to be <laughs> fair like apparently in the past like other developers and stuff have been like really cagey they've never straight up just blamed apple for apple's decisions but this time microsoft is like no it's apple's fault and if you're mad you should talk to them which you know, fair enough. <laughs> fair
0: enough, yeah. And I think normally there's a decorum, and they don't do that. But when you're just being petty, um, and you and you and you don't even have a justifiable reason that you can say in the media, you're like, nah, nah, fam, we're just we're just blocking it.
1: No, there's no reason. I get Apple has Apple Arcade, but those are, in my opinion, two different genres of games, and they're not mutually exclusive. So, like, you can enjoy Apple Arcade, and you can also enjoy proper AAA titles on PlayStation or Xbox. I think it and really just should hurts should it, it not in the be long run,
0: in my opinion. I think it's going to hurt Apple in the long
1: run. Yeah. Well, I think it's yet to be seen, but it is funny to see Microsoft is just not minting words anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, as much as I dislike Apple for no rational reason, um, other than maybe some of their... Uh, what was the episode we did on, on reading your terms of service? Um, well, yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, there are reasons to dislike or distrust them, but they do they do some things that I really agree with, uh, in terms of protecting privacy, but when it comes to this, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not in agreement necessarily. I, and I think it, I think you're right. There are different services and there's room for both. And I think allowing the other, in fact, I think that's, I think Apple should allow a lot of their products on, on other, uh, other services or, or through other providers as well. I know, I think iTunes I can download onto my Android. I think I can.
1: Isn't iTunes dead? Isn't it not? Yeah, anymore? it's
0: not a thing, but you still have an Apple Music, right? There's something.
1: Right. That's what you meant. Yeah, you can download Apple Music. That's the funniest thing is that I have AirPods. Mm-hmm. I can use them with my Samsung. Like, all of the Apple compatible uh, products for the most part are compatible with mac and android devices so it seems i mean if they want to play this game then i think that uh google and microsoft should say well then we're not going to let your stuff be supported on our stuff so deal with it right you know it's all like if that's if they're not going to be competitive then fair enough You know. But they have they have in my opinion, they have a platform. They have a platform like an equal use platform where everybody can make stuff and submit it or whatever. And surely, while they can be concerned about quality control. This isn't a quality control issue. This is an anti competition issue. Right. So, you know, and they they you can download TikTok on Apple and that's owned by a foreign government.
0: Funny you say that So
1: I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll end we'll end with that one, um, the, the 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 TikTok news. Um, all right, well that's that's not great. What's what's your next bit?
1: So my next one was they did a survey of gamers, and twenty one percent believe that games are less fun now. Than they were in the past, and that 54% of them felt that the inclusion of social and political themes is a major reason why games are less enjoyable. Um, microtransactions and paywalls, I think, were the second most popular factor.
0: Wow, I agree But, like, 100%. do
1: you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I agree 100% on both of those. Those would be the two things that would make gaming less fun and interesting. Um, I don't, in, I don't encounter it a whole lot, but I also only play, um, I guess I really only play WoW online now. Uh, I haven't played anything else where there's, where it's just more of a social experience, um. I don't have time to really. Well, they're talking like
1: about social and political themes. So like in The Last of Us, where
0: there was oh, a transgender okay, character or where there
1: was like lesbian relationships
0: or oh, where so like then I don't necessarily the, agree. I there's like
1: torture that or like whatever, you know?
0: I, I like that. But, but it's I, to me now, now looking at it through that lens, I actually disagree. But I think it's because they're looking at it from through a different perspective. And I don't fault them for that. But. I don't. I don't necessarily think that all of these companies set out to make a statement. I truly don't. I think some of them do, but uh, in in terms of like we want this is a, we're putting our stamp on what this on this particular topic. I think some of the more interesting stories are the ones that are told that don't have a clear cut answer necessarily. Don't have don't have a. Um, I'm not saying that they're completely ambiguous, but uh, that really seem to express their ideas in a really natural way. And, and I'll, I'll use The Last of Us as an example. I feel like, again, this is my opinion, playing that game, I did not feel that there was one decision, one ham-fisted decision shoehorned in there. I didn't think there was a political theme that was shoehorned in there. I didn't think that you had some overly woke, conscious, climate change uh, narrative that was hitting you over the head, nothing. Um, I felt like, if anything, it was more of a subtle George Romero, zombies are the, you know, original George Romero, zombies are, are, uh, you know, we're the zombies and and consumerism and all that other stuff. I, I feel like everything was woven into the narrative in a subtle way, much more... ...subtly than I think that they're saying in that particular article. Now, that's not to say that there aren't...
1: I I would say, like, a, my opinion might contrast differently because I think you should have the option like in role-playing games and stuff to like live the life that you want mm-hmm. and things like that and then I really enjoy when there's representation and like lots of options and lots of choice because people live different lives however sometimes I feel like the inclusion of ultra minority perspectives and lifestyles can be like a feel like pandering it's kind of like how absolutely because it's a corporate benefit everyone gets involved in pride month but like how nice are you to like your gay employees how nice are you to your gay friends like how nice are you to random gay right, people you mean the that other you eleven months? on the street <laughs> exactly like so I feel to me it feels very corporate and cynical like I do maybe it's not yeah. but to me it it does feel very corporate and cynical because i see how they act when it comes to things like pride month and black lives matter and things like that and then we see news stories about how things are actually like for people that work there and how right. you know i mean ubisoft is the one that just comes to mind you know they have this big plastered Black Lives Matter inclusive message and like all their games and and stuff. But they had like really horrible senior management. Yeah. yeah. That was like super chauvinistic pigs. And it's funny because like I come from the casino industry, a place where you would expect that sort of like chauvinism and things like that. And it's not as bad as what's been described in those stories. Do you know what I mean? Like nowhere close. And, you know, for better or worse, the casino industry is a sin industry, regardless of what your political and uh, religious leanings (laughs) are. But it's taxed as such. So that's what I mean by that. And so it tends to attract people sort of from the outer fringes of acceptability. And even then, like, that's not the environment that I worked in. In fact, if anything, I've had a harder time outside of the industry with that sort of Thing. really um Interesting. yeah so it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it but i really really find it hard to take it seriously when a huge triple a game comes out with all these sort of uh what feels like pandering and i hope it isn't but what feels like pandering subplot, subplots like is that the story that you needed to tell is it, right. or does it just get you woke points? Yeah, you know? yeah, I
0: guess so, yeah, and, and I may be oblivious, again, and I, I, I'll use The Last of Us again because I think it's the best example of a positive way. Not, um, we're not talking about business practices, just the game. I did not pick up what they were putting down about, uh, about any uh, trans message with the Seraphites and the two kids. Nothing. I didn't. And, and it's probably because I went through it like I looked at the person and uh, and the that your companion basically through a major portion of the game. I looked at it as uh, they were telling me a story. I was sensitive to the fact that they were being persecuted it wasn't my business, why? And they don't go into detail. You have to infer everything else, which it's probably not that difficult to infer. I just didn't, I left it alone mentally. And as I approached it, I was like, ah, okay, cool. You, you're you persecuted and, and I understand that. I understand that as, a, as an objective issue without knowing any other details. I didn't need to know any other details. I just knew that this person was being persecuted and because they, because of a decision that they had made, whatever that blanket decision was, didn't matter to me. Uh, truthfully, didn't matter to me. I was like, okay, I can, I can still relate to this without knowing any more details. Even though they still probably made it more than obvious that exactly why, yeah. you know. But I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't even pick it up. I didn't. I,
1: but like. I think for me, like, okay, so The Last of Us 2, you imagine that it takes place in a future from now. Right. I feel like those issues are less frequent than they used to be before. And to me, if you wanted to tell that story in, like, a meaningful way and let people, like, understand the history of persecution that the lgbtq plus movement has gone through then you should actually include that sort of stuff in wolfenstein and right, things like that yeah. you know the nazis were famous for that that would be realistic it wouldn't feel pandering at all that's real life you know right. but to me i'm like okay so this is the future the like zombie future and we've still got these problems like come on do you well, know what i mean and, like and i almost is, feel frustrated
0: this this may be uh where it's where they to pick the low-hanging fruit but in the context in the context of the game that was happening in a in a in a religious cult so it makes sense in a way you know there is precedent for something like that to be to happen in a religious cult where um you're very rigid about your rules and 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 your your the social hierarchy and everything and to have to bring anything into that that may challenge the you know the the unwritten rules that have been that have been created by this new religious cult uh you know it kind of it it tears at the at, at the you know at the at the seams and, and at the threads that's holding it together that are holding it together so Um, I I think that it fits kind of in what you're saying, you know, but I think you're right in in something like uh, and I think that they did in Wolfenstein in a way you had. But I don't again, I'm probably more naive than I like to admit, Uh, you know, there's the sounds like it. Well, (laughs) but I but I don't I don't think that that's I don't think that that's a negative because it keeps me from looking at things cynically and through that lens, not all the time, but sometimes from looking at things through a cynical lens and finding fault where there isn't, sometimes I just don't find the fault when, when there is.
1: I mean, but the fault is, because the fact of the matter is, is these big companies, they don't care I about know. the struggle of oppressed groups. They don't. You know what I would celebrate? I would totally celebrate like a RuPaul's Drag Race, like huge gay festival do you know what i mean like make that game make that game i'll play that game at least i know it comes from a place of authenticity do you know right. what i mean like where this is the community that you've chose to surround yourself people and all these people believe like you believe or to a certain extent and you're making something because it represents your like authentic experience don't make a game with like one token gay guy and one black guy on the dev team and then call it diverse right. because it's not like right. it's just not so I don't know. I I can sort of see what they're saying. I mean, do, do I think games are worse than before? No. I don't. Right. I think they're they're fine, if not better in a lot of ways. Like The Witcher is amazing. You know, all The, the Last of Us is amazing. Like all these games are amazing. But I do think the cynical pandering has gotten to like an all time level Yeah. because you know what are these companies like actually doing to support these causes they say they care so much about other yeah. than like changing their social media banner right like because that's pretty much it for yeah. the most part you know
0: yeah no 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 i agree and and uh, to um i you know this is my personal preference i don't i don't ever play i don't ever gender bend my particular uh avatar in a game like I don't roll a a female character usually I don't think I ever have and it's not because I it's just because I typically play a character that is me in the character so as as a male I'm play a male and I and for better or worse some idealized version of me is usually who I roll usually Um, it's way easier to get in that headspace and how I would respond in something than to have it more of a fantastical D and D situation where I've created a character that's not necessarily me, uh, wouldn't respond. And like, how would that character respond in this situation? I do that to a degree, but it's definitely in a, in a shades of gray. It's not like hard and fast, completely 180 degrees from who I am as a, as a person necessarily. Um, which is, again, that's fine. That's the way I typically play. However, in The Last of Us, it didn't bat an eye. In Horizon, it didn't bat an eye. You know, it's like I, I'm not worried about playing a female uh, protagonist as long as that was what I signed up for. We bought the game, and that was who's the main character. I'll buy the game. A Good game, Tomb Raider. That's Great so game. funny
1: to say that because, like, if you were a woman you wouldn't have a choice cuz most games oh, are I know. made for men oh, I absolutely. most protagonists are male so i end up gender bending all the time despite not wanting to
0: right and and i and i and i completely understand that and and that is part of the disparity that i think we've discussed on the show many times and and something that i personally wasn't probably as aware of as i needed to be until way later than was probably good like you just you're just not conscious of it because I, it just never crossed my mind. I was like, wow, you're right. There just aren't female protagonists at all. You know, there just aren't any. But I guess my point being is that I I personally, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I personally have no issue playing either way. It's, But I do prefer to play, and I, as, as I think most people would, like you were just saying, uh, the way that I want to personally. And that's usually putting oh, myself 100%. in there. And being the protagonist. But I love Ellie and I loved Abby and I and and uh, the new Tomb Raider games are are fantastic action adventure games.
1: Hey, I love The Witcher. I'm a bad boy. Well, I do bad things.
0: <laughs> I love The Witcher as well. Uh, you know, so um, and, you know, and so I guess it's like if it's a good story and this is the take home message for me, if it's if it's a good game and a good story, I do not care who the protagonist is and I do not care necessarily what happens in the game. If it's done well, doesn't literally doesn't matter. Uh, I, I I
1: just think it'd be done better if it was done authentically. Oh,
0: I agree. I agree. And, and
1: not I'm, by old rich white men who are apparently chauvinistic pigs. Right,
0: right. Well, and... and you know to make that, and then we'll move on to the next uh, um, next story. But what is what? That's it's a topic for another time. But what makes that like? What is the answer to that? Because how much influence does Bobby Kotick have on the on the games that are developed? I don't know. Uh, how how much uh, how much influence do the terrible the the, the terrible troglodyte humans at the top of the food chain at Ubisoft. How much... Well, that
1: guy was their creative director, so I would there say a go. lot. There you go.
0: So if that's the case, then there you go, and probably led to some of the decisions in the uh, Assassin's Creed game that was in that was set in uh, Egypt.
1: What, that coding a woman would be too hard? Oh, it seems
0: hard. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. too hard yeah. to well, make a female said main character. At, oh, God. They were saying that at, at creative creative discussion meetings you know just that women uh, protagonists don't women sell. don't sell they don't sell yeah that's, I mean that's, that's not just...
1: true. I think the way to do it authentically is like what self, um sacrifice does. Where right at the beginning they tell you that they've consulted with experts in mental health in order to get an authentic and from sufferers right. in order to get an authentic representation of what it's actually like. Right. That to me is like. And even though I didn't like the game because it's just it's not my bag, but I respected that. You know, yeah. like I respect that hustle. That's not just saying we have a diverse team. That's saying like we. Consulted Which experts. Which is just a nothing you know, burger, like, We really, got opinions. You know. Yeah, I mean, a diverse team of what? Do right. you know what I mean? Like right. that could right. mean anything. That could be like one guy in a company of thousands. This guy's a, thousand a millionaire, people. but like, <laughs> this guy
0: over here, he could barely afford his apartment. And this guy over here, you know. Uh, yeah, guy, like, like it's, it's not super in diverse. The cafeteria.
1: Yeah, that did make me like quite upset to hear.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can't even afford the food that they sell him. Oh goodness. Hey, thank God I for feel Jim. I
1: though. Yeah, thank God for you, Jim Sterling. You're excellent. Anyhow, shall you tell us your news story yeah, so we can brighten let's, our day?
0: Gears. Okay, we're, we'll start with. Uh, man, it's going to be such a hard, uh, such a hard turn right here. Where it's it's like it's this this is where we've shoehorned in some happy news, um, and it's not even really that happy. Not this f- next one. It's kind of neutral. So uh, if you're not up on. Um, American news uh the president our president has signed an executive order uh to ban TikTok and um and he's also uh signed he signed and signed an order to ban TikTok as well as uh, and another uh chat app from Tencent so WeChat Yeah, WeChat. So WeChat and and uh, and TikTok both being banned. Uh, I believe in the next forty days, it's supposed to take in, take effect. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, uh, no offense to anyone. Hopefully that that likes TikTok. I could care less. I don't have the app. My kids do. They watch a lot of really stupid videos, and I say stupid from somebody who laughs at really stupid things, including dad jokes, which make me uh, laugh out loud. Um, but I just see through the uh, a lot of what's happening, and, and it's it's one of the reasons why I'm not I'm really not big on any uh, on most uh, quote influencers that produce superficial content. It's completely personal choice, <laughs> oh my and and it's one that is subjective. I understand that and I accept it. That being said, uh, this isn't necessarily. Um, it's not going to – how this really ties to what we're talking about is Tencent is who owns uh, WeChat. And Tencent also has a major majority stake uh, in Riot Games and Epic Games. And the, and the bigger question is if, if the president could uh, ban this particular app, could he – what's the next logical step? Is he going to be banning games? Uh, or banning, whatever. And, and the, the answer to that is, could he? <laughs> Lord knows that we don't know. It's possible. It's possible that he could write an executive order to do that. What I wanted to say, and just from reading the tea leaves as best I can and seeing the future, I don't think that that is something that we... It, this sets a precedent for potential banning of technology in the future, which is scary and, and, and in and of itself, but I really don't think, based on looking at all of the details in this particular instance, that banning of games is something people need to be up in arms about. You don't need to be worried about something like that. I don't think this is going to have any influence. And there, the article was posted on Polygon, um, but with with Tencent and Tencent's in, uh, involvement in in uh, League of Legends, uh, that's with Riot Games, and then Epic Games, which is Fortnite. Uh, two major, two huge intellectual properties uh, in, in the gaming world. Um, I don't think that you're going to necessarily have to worry about um, anything affecting your game. So you can kind of put that to rest. So, in terms of neutral news, uh, you know, TikTok's maybe banned. Um, but
1: I just think it's a cash grab for the U.S. Treasury. You know, China bans our stuff all the time. So they just well, found China's an opportunity in order to TikTok. make some money.
0: TikTok's banned in China and China made it. And that's the thing. It's like if Yeah,
1: it sounds about right. So is Facebook though. Oh, and so is
0: Facebook and so is Google. I mean, none of none of the, the major technology that we use in the United States as freely as we can, as, as freely as anyone else in the world. Um no one no one else uh, ever, China doesn't enjoy any of those things. Enjoy being a loose, loosely defined term. <laughs> they can't use any of those. So uh, we definitely have uh, considerable freedom compared to the to China. But China, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting topic. It it always comes down to money. You see uh, major you see big athletes, big name athletes, dropping China's name. Uh, in, in a positive light Reddit was paid uh, I don't know 100 Was it $150 million? Uh, got $150 million from the Chinese And now they no longer Have these negative discussions On Reddit About, <laughs> about uh, policy uh, Directly Where China's directly I mean, involved
1: I mean fair play I have TikTok I watch TikTok Like right. you know I'm aware of the security concerns But I'm a grown adult And I do what I want And right. you know
0: that's very like, American I, of you.
1: I think my only problem is, like, where does it end? Like, right. I don't think that the government should keep banning stuff. If anything, they should stop banning things, you know, and, like, let people, like, make their own choices and decisions, you know, and live with the consequences of them. I know? would like, agree I'm,
0: 100%. The issue with with the TikTok is only because it's predominantly used uh, by – it's. The content's not necessarily uh, predominantly young or underage, but the uh, the individuals who are consuming the content are, and the information that's being collected on them, and, and, and again, you could twist this, I think, to, to be even more, to pull at your heartstrings, especially with, uh, I mean, getting into really heavy topics like uh, like the sex trade and and... and Child abductions and things like that. I mean, that would be a small portion, I think, of, of what I think the information is being used for. And not by China. Again, we're not even I'm not trying to necessarily say this is what China is directly involved in. What I'm saying is anything that collects this much data from children should be uh should be run through a filter at the very least. Should you should be aware.
1: I mean I think that's the parents' responsibility. Absol- absolutely. Like 100%. you know, they could ban it from their kids' phones easy enough. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I think that gets back to your point that that uh as as an adult, we should be able to make those decisions. The problem is getting the information. Like a lot of and some parents And and we've talked about this as a topic. Some parents don't really research these topics and don't really research these technologies and don't know what they do. Don't realize that you can post a picture on social media and it is digitally tagged with your location and time stamped. And it's not hard information to get. And if you're not at home, this is something that was that's been posted. and, And I would think would be more common knowledge now. But it's if you know would 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 let someone know that you're not home, you know. So if somebody wanted, to, I mean, not most people who are going to burglarize your house are probably not <laughs> this tech savvy, but some may be, you know. And the point being is, if somebody wanted you to find like
1: you. You sound like my dad. You're so funny. Well,
0: um, what my point is is, if somebody wanted to find you, and and, and it's not hard to do anymore with life life 360 i think is the app that you could put on your phone that literally will tell you how fast you're driving in your car not just you but anybody else that's tied onto your life 360 app i am just more libertarian in the mindset that it, Y'all stay and do your thing and let me do my thing. It's kind of what you oh,
1: were saying. Oh, 100%. I hate when I'm hanging out with people and they, like, check in at a place. I was like, excellent. Now my ex-husband knows where exactly. I am. Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, just some things are best just enjoyed. Just enjoy it. Nobody else needs to know about it, you know. Um, but
1: Yeah, but I think people should be able to, like, make that choice. I think it 100%. is a slippery slope for the American government to start – To continue banning stuff. I mean, they ban stupid stuff all the time. You can't eat haggis in America. This is stupid. You can't have kinder eggs in America. This
0: is stupid. I didn't know either of those.
1: Yeah, kinder eggs because American children are too stupid to realize that there's a toy inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What, they'll eat it?
1: Yeah, it's a choking hazard, so it's banned. But, like, in Europe, you never hear about kids dying from Kinder eggs, you know? Because their parents are like, hey, there's a plastic toy inside here. But I think in Germany, can't you drink
0: it like 18? Or sixteen.
1: Uh, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. but that's. I think that's the same thing as well. Like, it's with a parent. Do you know? Like, right. and I feel like you know, not to toot Europe's horn too much because we have our own problems. But I feel like parenting is maybe a bit more comprehensive. Like, because you can do so many things from a young age, you have to make sure that people know how to be responsible pretty early on. So.
0: No, you know. it is, and and that's probably beyond the scope of the show. But I I completely. I completely understand agree with that and and think that ultimately which this is within the scope of the show it comes down to the parent and comes down to the parent uh their awareness and their education and educating the kids as to what is good what's not good you know how how you should uh how you should conduct yourself on the internet and and everywhere else and and so that's on the parents to to learn this stuff themselves and maybe maybe there are resources out there. Uh, I'd, I'd love to look at this a little bit further just for the for the parents out there um, to educate them on on something. Not um, we're not talking about like the scary moms against, you know, gaming or something where, uh, you know, they it's the worst case scenario and, and, and what it could all lead to. I'm talking about good information, uh, which is sometimes difficult to, to come across. So, man, I didn't realize how much the news was going to lead to discussion today.
1: It got meaty today. Sorry about that. Sorry about that.
0: All right. Well, so <laughs> there's nothing better to end uh, a news segment with that was so heavy in uh, po- potential uh, political discourse than to tell you that if you when you're listening to this, when it comes out, it may be right at the end of community. uh, uh of the com- of the community um for the pokemon go basically so basically pokemon Go's magikarp community uh can celebrate if you've never gotten your uh gyarados um now's your chance <laughs> uh, if you want to uh right now magikarp is showing up everywhere and um un- yeah i guess unfortunately uh today is the day and so you're not going to be able to get it oh sad news I just, I just, uh, I just noticed that.
1: Oh, no. A floppy magic fish. So I'm taking, I'm taking your
0: your good news right back. It's like pulling the rug out from underneath you. So hopefully, uh, if you, if you got a chance to get out there, um, everyone that, that uh, still plays Pokemon Go, which I think is, is still fun. It's still fun to, I just log in every now and then. I don't play it very often. Um, If I happen to be sitting someplace for a long period of time, I'm like, I wonder if this is a. Pokestop (laughs) and I'll log in and just see and see what is around me they've done a lot to make the game uh, to to make it to where it seems like it's a little bit more not just more accessible but more fun to play because they've added so many stops and so many Pokemon all over the place so that you you can pretty much be anywhere outside of just an open field and you can probably find them there if you've got cell phone connection they'll be pokemon everywhere and so uh you know if you're if you're just sitting doing nothing or if you're out for a walk it's still a fun app uh in my opinion if you like that kind of thing to give you something to do while you're out there uh they've released new pokemon there's different there's more generations out there tons of gems um and it's it's pretty easy uh Learning curve as to how to play. It's not a hard game to play, so it's it's a hundred and fifty thousand times better. This is scientific. One hundred and fifty thousand times better than the Harry Potter version of this, which is trash. So, and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan.
1: Amazing. Good job. Yep.
0: All right, that see completely washed your brain of the rest of the, what we talked about. So, all right, that brings us to the. To our main topic, uh, which is kind of a companion piece to uh, one of the topics that we discussed uh, uh, recently about basically online social interaction, and and uh, maybe a healthy way this time of of creating friendships and and um, how you know the online social component is actually uh, can actually be a good thing, and how to do it right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so so where do you want to begin? I've actually got some research which is the least sexy thing about uh, about trying to quantify social interaction, but I thought it was important. Wow,
1: well why don't we start with research and then I'll give people practical tips from someone who's formed a lot of relationships with people I met initially online right
0: and, and I think that that's good because I think it will line up believe it or not I really do think it's going to uh to line up
1: I'm ready dive in <laughs> tell me professor all right
0: so uh professor uh professor Dr. Stacy is um gonna list a, a few just a, a few journal articles that I that I pulled and there are a lot there were actually a lot more than I thought would be out there That discuss the benefits of not only playing video games, but the social component of playing video games, which, again, I may have to wake you up uh, when I'm done with all this. But
1: uh, (laughs) yeah, I feel my soul start to fade. I know.
0: Well, so (laughs) um, let's see. So in a few of these articles, let's see. Uh, Computers and Human Behavior Computers and Human Behavior is a peer-reviewed journal All of these are peer-reviewed journals So for the people that actually care This is like the good information (laughs) Generally speaking This is uh, filtered information Information that has been reviewed By other professionals in the field And so uh, if, if you're reading a textbook ever, generally speaking, the information in a textbook has come from these articles or articles like it. So the most up-to-date infor- information that you can find that is scientific uh, in nature can be found in peer-reviewed journals. Most people don't read them.
1: Oh, uh, so. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for telling us how to write a dissertation.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, class. Uh, so computers <laughs> and human behavior, uh, is the journal and the article is the social side of gaming, how playing online computer games creates online and offline social support. So it took something that was probably really easy to explain and it put it in, in, uh, sciencey terms, uh, which makes Excellent. it much more difficult to understand. Uh, but the point being is, I think it's going to say, uh, it's, I think it's going to, uh, reflect, and echo everything that you're saying, uh, or that you will you will uh, say in just a minute. But um, I, I just wanted to, to go through the three first, and then I'll go into the articles and the content. So that was the first one. The second one is uh, cyber psychology, behavior, and social networking. Didn't even know that this was an actual journal, um, but it just goes to show you that there are uh, kind of journals for pretty much everything. Um, in this article was the relationship between online video game involvement and gaming related friendships among emotionally sensitive individuals, and so it it starts to stratify people based on uh, their emotional sensitivity. and And I think this is important to oh, Jesus. important to note because I think, generally speaking, both of us would agree that uh, the social component there is a positive way to experience the social. component social component in gaming and that it can be very beneficial, right? And this article says, this article says that, but it also says that people um, are on a spectrum and this is not, this is not a reflection of like the autistic spectrum. We're just talking about in general, people are on a spectrum emotion. Their emotional sensitivities on a spectrum and some people are more emotionally sensitive than others and people who are really shy and are emotionally sensitive, seem to get a, a, an added benefit from social gaming. Social gaming seems to allow them, because they're, they're emotionally sensitive, but they're really shy or, or not really socially, uh, they're socially awkward, but they're emotionally sensitive, it allows them a safer environment to experience others. And they, they
1: must be hanging out with other shy people because my first response was the week.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I mean, if that doesn't tell you what end of the spectrum I'm on. Right. Lulz. You're <laughs>
0: the other end of the spectrum, uh, which may be intimidating to those who are emotionally sensitive, uh, but also Damn very skippy. shy. Um, and, you know, and the funny thing is, is in person, I would consider myself to be a, a social person. Like if I want to be, I can talk to anybody but online i it's almost painful for me to go into like the especially in guild chat if to go into the uh the guild chat rooms and talk to other guild mates that i don't know personally and oh my it's like it's like there's a there's a part of me that's very introverted that does not want to do those things and um and so like, I'll I'm will
1: not introverted. I just don't want to be bothered because if I'm going to be bothered, then I have to put effort in. And that's just too much sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, that may be it as well. But it's like I don't even want to. It's like I'm I, something inhibits me from even wanting to do those things. It's like and I don't know what it is and I don't know. I haven't I'm not psychoanalyzing myself, but I know personally it's it's difficult for me to do that. So that's why I played wow for so long by myself. I would speak in guild chat, but I found a lot of times people don't read guild chat. So I couldn't even really communicate with a lot of guildies unless I was in the chat room where we could actually speak, which is, granted, easier. But the only time, the only there's only two times that I've ever done it. Uh that I've ever gone into the chat actively, uh, and, and done it consistently. One was because I was, I actually personally knew the person that brought me into the guild and that opened the door. That opened the door to other, uh, relationships. Like it's like, it allowed me, it was kind of like, that was the segue that, that allowed me to get, I apologize if you can hear my dog in the background. Right.
1: No, it's fine. Your dog's fine.
0: Um, but, uh. The other is, uh, I want to say her name was, she was famous, and she had a guild. And um, I knew of her guild because <laughs> at the time I was, do you know who Jace Hall was by chance? No. Okay. Jace Hall was a big gamer. He, he, he did a, a, a song probably seven, eight years ago called I Play Wow. And it had all these celebrities in it. Uh, he used to do the Jace Hall show, which was like these six-minute segments of show where he would interview Stanley or something. I'll post a link uh, for Jace Hall because he's—he was a really funny guy who did. Uh, he was an active gamer, avid gamer. Uh, who, um, anyway, through all that, there was a producer on his show that was really funny. And I still follow him on Twitter. And he was—he started dating this girl. Long story short, Uh, I got in her guild, and I had to be—I had to be interviewed to get into the guild on 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 World of Warcraft. So they ask you these series of questions, and I had to give my answer as to (laughs) what, uh, you know, what and why I chose those. And uh, and then after that, I got in chat every now and then because I had that initial interview. Um, and it's not like I couldn't rate. I've done in-game content on every single uh, expansion. But, um, you know, I just didn't... I, it, something inhibits me. This article basically says, though, that online gaming and online gaming interaction absolutely uh, aids individuals, helps individuals who may be socially awkward by providing a safer environment for them to socialize. And so... Um, so it's not just anecdotal, there's scientific evidence to suggest that it is all, it is beneficial. And I think, I think that is the, (laughs) for, for the dads and the moms, uh, important to note, it's not just anecdotal. It's even though that is important, there's evidence, there's scientific evidence also that supports it. So, uh, and, and, and so I've, I've got other, um, I've got other themes here that are running through, but I'd like you to to add what What are some of the anecdotal, some of the ways that you have? Because I've got things on here like it helps foster social social uh, communities and that not all screen time is the same. And and screen time in a social community is much it's not even comparable to screen time. That is that doesn't reflect and doesn't uh, doesn't build social uh, social community. So, but what are some of the some of the anecdotal things that you were that you've experienced over time?
1: Well, I thought I would provide people with like a roadmap on how to successfully make a friend in real life from the internet, because I have many, and it's possible. Um, and so I've got some tips on how to go about it so that you make the right kind of friends, like friends that you want to have, and that you protect yourself in the process, because that's also important. Um, so I've, I've basically got a roadmap, and it starts with, play with a mic, talk to people. Right. You know, like, you've got to do it, because um, text communication is inefficient, and it doesn't convey any warmth. So if you want people to actually like you as a real human being in real life, you need to play with the mic 100 percent, because it's just so much better yes and then once you meet people like just be your authentic self play the game how you like to play it and don't censor your reaction so if you're a sweary player be a sweary player There are sweary players and they'll <laughs> like that if you're not don't you know like right. because there are people who don't like that and so just be your authentic self and when you first meet people never share any or very very limited personal information you might tell them your real first name but that's probably the extent of it maybe the town that you live in if it's large other than that you should never share anything beyond that with someone that you've only played with a couple of times and then if you find somebody fun you need to add them to friends and you need to invite them to games like if you actually want to make friends you have to be proactive in making those friendships because it's very easy to add someone with a friends list and then you just see them come online and then you don't do anything with it so you need to actually be a bit proactive and if they say no several times in a row they don't want to be your friend move on you know like it's quite easy to just cut your losses. Like, don't invest too much, like, up front. And then once you play more games together, you hang out more, maybe over the course of a couple months, you learn a little bit more about them in the other types of games that they play so that you're not boxed into, like, a single game box. So it's really easy to make friendships where you just play Warzone or, like, you just play Diablo or something like that. But that's not really, like, translating to a full friendship because right. you only have like one thing in common so try to find more than one thing that you have in common even if it has nothing to do with games even if it's music or something like that and make sure to like ask questions about them and share things about yourself that aren't terribly personal so you know like what sort of thing do you do for a living and you know uh what do you like to do for fun what hobbies do you have like those sort of things like an online friendship is exactly like a friend that you might make in real life if you don't know them that well you should keep your business to your business first for quite a while right and if you find out over time that you enjoy their the time spent together more and more you know like when you see them come online you feel excited to hang out with them or you know you always have a better time when you're in a party together that's a sign that this is a good thing you know right Um, and then you can share more things about yourself till when you feel comfortable connecting on social media the one thing I can say is I feel like younger people just try to connect on social media like right off the bat and depending who you're talking to especially if you're talking to someone like in the millennial range or older that's going to feel like quite intrusive you know like i would not connect with anyone on social media unless i had known them for months right you know what i mean like it just feels really awkward and i would say that like even if you wanted to have more than a friendship with someone that's fair that's achievable i've achieved those things as well um you know, it's sort of inappropriate to insert yourself into other parts of their life, like when it's not warranted and you haven't earned that level of intimacy as a friend or as more. So I would say once you feel comfortable after a bit of time, couple months, you know, connect on social media, you know, it's really not a race. You might not get along with some people. Sometimes others are not showing an authentic version of themselves and you spend more time with them you're like, oh my God, this person is super annoying. Like they just zerg all the time and I hate it and it's not fun. Then you don't have to hang out with them. You know, like there are loads of people that you'll drift away friendships in your real life and it's okay to distance yourself online but once you've made that connection on social media and things are working along your goal is to meet in person if that's possible at all and it doesn't matter how long it takes I mean I've made friends on MMOs that I played before whatever who after six years or seven years of being friends we finally met in person because circumstances lined up they were coming to where I lived or they were in the same state or they were in the same country or whatever and it made sense that we could like meet up and hang out and since then that's happened you know several more times and things like that because it's a real friendship and you have real things in common and why not when you are in the same area meet up and hang out and some people might be in your same town that makes it easier but the key to making real friendships online is to at some point take them offline if you can Um, because i think it's impossible to sustain for the real long term and i'm talking about beyond decades i think in order to sustain for the real long term you do need to take things offline because at that point it's more than just a digital friendship, it's more than just playing games. It's now they're a part of your actual life and that's where you want to get to if it's going to be an actual real friendship or something more. You know, and there are are lots of ways to go about it, there are lots of ways to do it safe. If you're meeting somebody you don't know, you don't have to meet at your house, you can go out, go to a restaurant, you know, rent an Airbnb, and like do a LAN party or like whatever, but you know, that is sort of the end goal. If you want to have a real holistic friendship, is you need to be able to like take it offline. Yeah. And if you get to the point after years that you're never going to be able to take it offline, off guarantee you that friendship will drift. Yeah. Like, guarantee. Because people get busy, you get old, you get families, you have kids, and you can only invest so much in people who are around you. I, w- and I you would know, think so have to prioritize.
0: that actually uh applies to even in-person friendships we we without getting too heady and and in other (laughs) topics and and uh more journal articles uh the it is possible and and even likely that many friendships that you have that are in person are going to drift away that way as well so You only have so much time to invest in people and so much time to invest in in those relationships. And the ones that you really want to cultivate are the ones that you're going to continue to that that are worth cultivating are the ones you're going to spend the time in and really take care of. And and uh, to your point, I think having a common thread from the beginning, finding a common thread in any of the groups that you're going to socialize in is is important you you said that basically but gaming is going to be one of those things that one of those ties that bind but there may be others like you said if you're uh, if you like to if you like to cuss well find the guild that cusses or if you're looking more for a family friendly one or if you're looking for one with single people or whatever it is then again now I've got I've got two areas of interest that that are similar. We're all single here, and that and and we like gaming and like this particular game. And from there, other things can kind of stratify. You'll figure out other things that you that you might have in common. I think, and and you may have some others, but where are some of the best places uh, to to even start looking? Because you know, paying for uh, companionship is is as old as any other market and, and business in, in the world. But in terms of online companionship, there are other ways that are that don't cost you money, right? And that where you can find um, more genuine connections. I personally have two friends that I have met that are exclusively digital that uh, I've been friends with for 10 years now and I've never met them in person. But we talked all the time Uh, in in guild chat, and uh, one of them has, as you said, since we'd never really met in person, has moved on, they've canceled all their social media, and so they I don't know where they are now, but we were, we, I considered that guy a friend. And the other one, she's, I still keep in contact with her, she's married, she has kids, lives in, in Austin, Texas, now. Uh, some of my other guild mates have met her. And, and have met in real life and stuff like that But I spoke to her enough I got a pretty good idea Who she was as a person Like I, I literally got to speak to her Not just in chat uh, We're still friends on social media I still follow her It's not, you know, if I ever get to meet her in person That would be great But I still do consider her a friend She always will She reaches out to me um, We have each other's phone numbers She reaches out to me when we when we have birthdays Or big events and family And so um you know, if we never met, I still would consider her a friend. But that's those those type of relationships are few and far between. You know, they, those don't happen um, all the time, and and it still took a lot of work, just like any other relationship, where you're you're reaching out to one another and you're and you're staying in each other's life and you're making that person a priority. You just have to do those things, no matter where you're making the friendship. As you said, ultimately, if you really want to take it to the next level and and, and meet someone that that you're going to keep in your life, then talking to them outside and meeting them in person is is ultimately the the step that you want to take to really integrate them and weave them into your life. But
1: I mean, it it might not always be possible, and I, I of course say that in the write up, but right, I would say. Right. Like it is possible to have friendships that transcend gaming, which I think is almost as good as like meeting them in person. For example, Daniel, who run Temple of Geek for many, many years, and is the reason why you and I do this. And also, right. you and I have never met right, in person, might I add. And we have a very friendly relationship, right. you know, which is built on compromise and understanding and respecting <laughs> of each other's time Absolutely. and lives and stuff. Um, but Daniel and I met on City of heroes even before City of Villains came out and we didn't even play together for that long maybe only like a summer or something like that but we were sort of still connected with each other over time and when he decided to create this uh, website Temple of Geek he got in touch and I was like yeah I'd I'd love to support you I'd love to participate in it and it sort of went from there so even if it isn't going to transition I, I mean I've never met Daniel face-to-face never met you face-to-face Monica who edits these things never met her face-to-face got a lot of respect for her and everything like that I think there's still like real connections and relationships and I think if I was where you guys were or you guys were in London or whatever I would absolutely take you around meet up with you show you things like do whatever and I would feel completely comfortable doing that so I think that's what I'm saying like sometimes it might take decades a lifetime or it might never happen But it's where you get to the point where you feel comfortable that if they were in the same town that you would absolutely love to hang out, you'd have a great time, you'd show them around, like, you know, you feel like it would be a positive experience. That's how you know that you've made, in my opinion, a friendship.
0: Yes. Is
1: where you're comfortable with them being a part of your like real life, not just your digital life.
0: Absolutely. 100%. And I think that's the take home is that and that takes time. It takes time. We've been doing this for years now. And it takes it takes time to do that. You, you have to actually get to know someone, the good and the bad. Um, and you won't know everything, and that, that happens to people who literally live together. You know, you don't know everything, and it takes years for that to happen. That said, it's getting to the point where you feel comfortable um, not only being yourself, but, you know, letting them in to, you know, I'd feel comfortable, um, you know, meeting in person, feel comfortable meeting that person. And, and like you said, showing them around. And so um, once you get to that point, I think, yeah, you've definitely kind of crossed over. And that person is 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 more than just a digital friend is and that that makes it real. And I think that that's important because a lot of these relationships and in the first article that we did, the first show where we were talking about the ePals and everything, um, that's not real. Right. You, you, you paid for something that and, and literally are getting a service and and that's what they're paid to do and there is a big difference but the problem is it's difficult to really distinguish the two um, if you're not really familiar and and haven't really been doing this in a constructive way Uh, and I think that's really what we're trying to do is is present more constructive ways to find the same thing you know Um, in in a lot of the articles that I've read uh, guilds are are one of the ways that they've talked about really trying to find because that helps stratify the the common interests, right You're in yeah, a, you need
1: a common goal more right. than just an interest you need something that you both You're are gonna achieve towards. together.
0: Right, right. So um, eSport clans, uh, guilds, uh, uh, even for even
1: achievement hunting, achievement right. hunting will do it.
0: Right, and a lot, and a lot. It's hard, harder nowadays because everybody's got like a an, an avatar that's a game, <laughs> you know, a game-related avatar. So you don't really know people uh, online per se. Uh, but every single platform right now has everybody has to create a profile, and on the profile it has similar games and and achievements, and maybe a little blurb about you, uh, and and so those are also at least as a, as a secondary step, you, another way where you can kind of do your research and find out are these people, uh, do we have like interests? Uh, you know, they they like all of these games. They, they, this is, these are their, <laughs> their curated quotes that they really think are important to them and maybe tell you something about who they are as a person. Um, I think ultimately just doing your research though, not just jumping in and, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, and being an open book per se, but being, you know, cautiously optimistic, finding uh, common goals and, and, uh, and, and a common thread besides just ultimately gaming, uh, I think are really healthy ways to at least start that process of, of building and developing Relationships online that can be positive and that can actually that can be fruitful, which ultimately I think it's as hokey as it may sound. That's what you want. You want something that's going to continue to bear fruit, something that's going to continue to be positive and and is mutual, uh, symbiotic. Everybody gains something from it. Right. Everybody's getting something. you want
1: relationships where they're adding positivity into your life and you're doing the same. If they just drag you down and you feel worse after spending time with them, that's not a healthy relationship. Or if you think that you mean something to someone and you don't, that's not healthy as well. So I think it's also important to like not go into relationships online with like ulterior motives. Like you need to put your cards up front fairly early on (laughs) or it's not going to be healthy for you. So if you meet somebody online and you think that you might want to be more than friends with them, you should tell them that. And if they're not into it, you should cut your losses and go. Right. Because it's not healthy to form an attachment to someone who's not interested in you. So, you know, I would say it's really important to keep your goals aligned, so whatever you guys are in it for, if you're just gonna grind this achievement and then never talk again, or if you're gonna be part of this guild for a couple of years, and then maybe you'll stop playing or whatever, whatever the goals are, like they need to be aligned or at least you need to be clear about them. You know, if the other person wants to hold out hope, well, that's on them. But I think it's important to be quite clear right. and upfront about what you're there for and yep. why you wanna engage
0: absolutely and and i'd like to my closing thoughts give a couple examples of really positive ways i'll give three actually uh, of some positive ways that this can be um uh, deployed so with the temple of geek most people a lot of people don't know that the temple of geek we're international and so we've got people we've got operatives in many countries Operative. <laughs> uh, we've got uh people who are reporting on gaming in ireland and the well in the uk in general in um, and then across the, the United States. And I know we probably have some others in Europe as well, but uh, point being is we're all over the place. And so there are pockets of us that have actually gotten together and met each other. The, we've got a whole crew that's in California that didn't know each other for the most part. I mean, I think about half of them did. Um, and they finally would get together ultimately to do work for Temple of Geek and have become really close friends and uh, continue to do work for temple of geek but now because they had the common interests that they did um have have it's flourished you know that whole relationship has flourished and and they are closer real true friends which you know what we were talking about is ultimately what you want is to take it from the digital to the actual real world um so that's a temple of geek example um and and uh, we've done the same thing in Texas, where we got together for a con- comic convention, and and, uh, and that um, you know it just helped make everything real. And we'd already talked so much online and in our in our work chat groups that we knew each other pretty well. And then getting together in real life was was, uh, was really pretty awesome. Um, Talias and Inevitel are two uh, YouTuber, YouTubers that play. Um, They're a married couple in the UK. Have you ever watched any of their stuff? Yeah, they uh, they they basically do Warcraft exclusive um, content, so it's all World of Warcraft stuff. Uh, the point point being, though, is in their uh, in their guild, they get together periodically as as a as a guild together in real life. So they fly to the to the states, get together at BlizzCon, and, and just hang out. And because they've played so much and they've created this online community in their guild uh, and they've spoken so much to one another, they, they really you really get to know people and their kids and their and what's going on in their life and if they have kids or whatever. But you get to know what's going on. Then when you get in person and you actually really get to meet them, you've got something tangible really to hold on to. And then now just meeting in person, person was a formality. And so they have created these... Genuine friendships that began online and and just kind of grew from there, um, but the, the foundation was laid online, and that is possible, and I think that's important to say. It is possible to create a foundation, a real something tangible foundation online, and then carry that over to the real world, so... You know, just because, uh, you know, it it gets a bad rap, uh, communities and and the socialization online tends to get a bad rap sometimes. It is 100% possible to create a legitimate foundation, social foundation that can carry over into the real world. And that real world meeting being only a formality for the most part to kind of take that relationship to the next level. So finding friends online, absolutely possible, Uh, not just possible, but common happens all the time right happens all the time just needs to be done the right way
1: i agree you just gotta put yourself out there
0: yeah that's that is that is it so well that wraps up this episode of retro rebel gamecast i want to thank amanda for this week's discussion and really a heavy topic all the notes from this episode will be posted on our site templategeek.com If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time.
1: See you later.